Noah Fafita seems to have some ability to be a Sean Elliott-type impact on Arizona football. What will we need to see to make that one happen here? You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats, making this your first listen of the day. The show is brought to you by FanDuel. All right, Noah Fafita. Um, when Noah Fafita signed with the University of Arizona, there were a lot of question marks about him. First of all, he's about a 5'7 quarterback, which we've never really seen before um, outside of maybe the service academies. And that's different because you're running the ball 30 times per game. You don't really need to throw the ball. Noah Fafita, though, is throwing the ball 30 times per game, and that's what he was projected at. So nobody really knew what to make of him. And again, he was in the Trinity League, so he was in the best conference in uh, he was in the best conference in the country for high school football. You got Modern Day, you got Bosco, obviously you got Servite, you got schools like that. And you watch his tape. He could make every single throw that you needed to make. He was a big-time player and that he could make a lot of different throws. He could also navigate the pocket very well. You know, in short, if he was 5'11", he'd be at Alabama, but no, he's about 5'7 or 5'8", max. That's where he uh, – so nobody really knew what to do with him. Jed Fish took a chance because – Let's, I mean, let's be frank here. The uh, the uh, Servite team that he was on was loaded. You had five-star wide receiver, Teteroa McMillan, who's obviously starring at Arizona right now. Then you had Kean Burnett, USC commit, obviously ended up committing to the U of A. Then you had Jacob Manu on top of that, who Arizona offered late and came in here, and he was a freshman All-American last year. But Noah Fafita and uh, Kean Burnett really didn't hit the field that first year. Well, Kean Burnett is probably going to be the breakout dude next year, but Noah Fafita is that guy this year. And you kind of wonder if Noah Fafita had been the starter all year, where would Arizona be at this point? But let's not cry over spilt milk, as my uh, grandmother would say. Noah Fafita, though, throughout the uh, throughout his three starts has been absolutely fantastic. It started against Washington, where you're going against a top five team in the country, and you drop three touchdowns, one pick. Um, but, you know, it wasn't uh, without flaw because there could have been a couple other passes that were take, uh, that were picked off different, different angles for sure. Far from a perfect performance, but certainly good enough. Then against USC, it was his coming out party. And not only was it his coming out party, it was the, uh, the game where I think the nation started to realize that, man, there's a little bit something different here with this kid. Because keep in mind, he really outplayed Caleb Williams. You dropped five touchdowns, one pick, and up uh, and well over 300 yards in triple overtime at the Coliseum. And I was funny, uh, sitting up in the press box, there was uh, uh, the student radio kid next to me was saying, where the heck did this kid come from? He's right. I mean, and, he, and then he said, and why hasn't he been starting? Another fair question. Um, but... Either way. So then you go to Oregon State, or excuse me, Washington State, the following week. And that's where it, I think any semblance of doubt really started to uh, basically dissipate from even the biggest 
haters out there in that he went into Pullman and you drop 44 points. You are defense only gives up six, but more so than anything, when you watch Fafita, unlike Jaden Delora, he just takes kind of what the defense gives him in that, you know what? You got a 15 yard run in front of me. I'm going to take that 15 yard run and then uh, I will, uh, will live to fight another day with Jaden Delora. He would look at that 15 yard run and say, Nope, I'm good. I'm going to chuck it deep. Sometimes it would work. Most times it wouldn't. Um, and then any, if you're a wide receiver and you're getting open or, and you're open, he's going to find you, um, with, uh, excuse me, with, uh, uh, Jaden Delora, you only basically had two receivers that would ever catch passes this year. It was T-Mac and it was Jacob Cowan. Now, again, those are really, really good players to have catch the ball, but you also have to kind of wonder though, were there players that were open besides just those two? You know, on plays that kind of broke down. And I think that we know that the answer is yes. There were players that were open. And a big part of it is finding the open dude, being able to decipher that defense. Now, you look in front of him and look at some of the players that are starting to eat now. You got Kevin Green, who's probably going to be a starter next year. Been absolutely uh, multiple catches. Then you got uh, A.J. Jones, our guy, Tony Jones, shout out his pops, um, got a pass. Then you got Malachi Riley. Both those players were absolutely big time for the U of A. And not only were they big time for the U of A, they're going to be a big part of the future. And I think a lot of people that were questioning what the wide receiver unit is going to look like next year um, because you're going to be losing Jacob Cowing and you only get one more year at T-Mac before he's off to the NFL. I think those questions were probably answered right there. And that, yeah, there's more than enough receiving talent on this roster. And then... When you've got uh, uh, Tanner McLaughlin at tight end, he's obviously eaten as well. All of these players, it's and it's. I think it's got to be a refreshing. Uh, it's got to be something refreshing for all these players too, knowing that if I get open, I'm going to get the ball. Because again, there was a lot of the uh, players that I think probably were open and weren't getting the ball. And then you got Montana Lamonius Craig. Um, I'd like to see his uh, game and his numbers uh, scaled back a little bit. The Colorado transfer, he's good. But he's also kind of one of those players, I think, that looks more of the part than actually plays the part. Now, again, he had five catches uh, this last week, albeit for 32 yards. But either way, that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, but this t- this offense just clicks under uh, Noah Fafita. And then at the running back spot, sometimes they always say you can't lose a job to injury. That's stupid. You can, it happens all the time. The best quarterback of all time got his job due to injury. You can name a lot of different guys that got their job uh, due to injury, but Jonah Coleman in the backfield right there. I think you got to keep him. Um, Love Michael Wiley and what he can do, but Jonah Coleman is as uh, Justin Spears called him mini beast mode out there. He is a, uh, he's a load at five, eight, about 225 pounds. He's a guy that um, I think it's fair to say at this stage in the game should be a feature back now and going forward. And he's the dude too, that he gets a lot better as he gets a lot better as the games go on. And I think that's something that uh, it's very difficult to minimize right there, what Jonah Coleman can do. Now, Noah Fafita, though, on the field has been absolutely fantastic. But there is a aspect of him that is 
incredibly unique that I think might lead to some of those Sean Elliott basketball comparisons. But first, FanDuel. All right, now you're watching Arizona football, and you say, "All right, it should have been over. Uh, it should have been over five wins." We told you that before the season. Check out FanDuel.com/backslash/lockedoncollege. The best time of the year to get all of your stuff in there. FanDuel.com/backslash/lockedoncollege. I'm not a baseball fan, but guess what? The Diamondbacks are in the World Series, and even if you're not a baseball fan and you're going to watch it, I think the important the important thing is. Put a little money down. Get a little bit of the skin in the game. Then all of a sudden, I think things become a lot more enjoyable. Check it out. FanDuel.com backslash college. Get in on the gravy train now. We've been telling you all about that for the longest time. And speaking of gravy train, Jace Medical. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Get yours today at JaceMedical.com. All right. Now, in this day and age, there's all kinds of... Uh, you know, with doctor waits, with uh, visits that you don't want to have to really do because uh, I don't want to have to go into that room and wait forever and then haggle with somebody. Jace Medical is here for you. They can get you the antibiotics. They can get you the uh, the medicine that you need to be able to uh, stave off some form of, you know, illness, whatever the case may be, without that five-hour doctor visit that you're probably used to at this point. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now, we talked about what Noah Fafita can do on the field, and it's obviously fantastic. But what he does off the field, I think, is what really turns him into kind of that revolutionary type prospect in that Noah Fafita just is a leader of men, as we put it. Players gravitate towards Noah, and not only do they gravitate towards Noah – he, I think, brings the best out of players. And that's always what you want in a leader. And, I mean, just watch the difference. And, again, I'm not saying that uh, Jaden Delore is a bad quarterback. He's not. He was the Pac-12 freshman of the year. He can obviously play football. But you never got the sense that the team was rallying behind uh, Jaden Delora. It was more, all right, he's our quarterback. we got to go out and do what he can. With Noah Fafita, it's personal. You can tell that the players out there absolutely feed off of what he's going to do and what he wants and I think a big part of it, too, is that when you study the way he does, when you do things behind the scene the way he does, that is difficult for most people to not just say, man, I'm going to follow in line and follow this dude right here. That's just kind of the way that it is. And that's honestly, <clears throat> that's kind of the way that it should be. The dude just, like I said, the guy gets it. Everybody around him raises their field to play because of what he can do. Noah Fafita, though. Um, on the field, off the field, this is going to be the face of Arizona football for the next three and a half years. Now, something that we really worried about coming into the year was the defense. And with good reason, because we've watched a lot of bad defenses for Arizona football over the years. And when I say bad defenses, I mean bad defenses in that you were the worst in the conference. And to the point where coming into the year, we were just saying, all right, Here's our goal for Arizona defense. Just don't suck. Just don't be 12th. Just be ninth. If you can just be ninth, then I think the def- offense will be able to carry you. And they ca- and the defense has come in, and not only has it been good, it has been close to great and dominant at points as well. 
Um, that is, again, that's a big part of what uh, uh, Jed Fish said. Jed Fish said before the season, we're going to get bigger, we're going to get better on defense, and um, he's done exactly that. And uh, it all kind of started, you could kind of tell that it started in the Mississippi State game because, you know, in the second half, Mississippi State didn't do anything. I mean, now, granted, Mississippi State's not very good. I get all of that. Um, but then against Washington, that high-powered offense right there only gave up. You only gave up ten points. I mean, that's a uh, that's a pretty impressive thing to only give up uh, ten points to that Washington team right there. Because with Michael Penix, Roma Dunze, Jalen McMillan, you could make the case that that's the best duo in the co- country. You could make the case that that's the best uh, wide receiver quarterback uh, unit. And if it's not, it's certainly top five. Arizona gave up ten points in that second half. Then. In the Coliseum, Caleb, uh, I almost said Caleb Love, Caleb Williams was flustered beyond belief in that he wasn't able to really do anything. Now, granted, gets into overtime. He does a lot of Caleb Williams stuff. He did it because Caleb Williams is good. He's going to be the first pick of the draft. But you hold that guy in regulation at 98 yards passing, and you kind of say that uh, things were starting to be on the uptick. And then... 44 to 6 happens, go into Washington State. You absolutely smoke Washington State. And not only do you smoke Washington State, uh, you go, what they were, what Arizona was able to do was absolutely, I mean, you just manhandled Washington State. (coughs) (coughs) So, (coughs) sorry, bad and a little bit of a cold. But Washington State right here, is a good team. Might not be a top 25 team, but it's probably a top, uh, I don't know, 35 team. And you went into Pullman and you absolutely annihilated them. And what's happened to is that the pass rush on the defensive line has been absolutely fantastic. And Taylor Upshaw came in from Colorado. You kind of wondered, all right, you know, uh, via Michigan, is this one of the Dion castoffs? Is he going to be any good? What is the case may be? Well, he could play a Colorado, that's for sure. He got five and a half sacks, probably gonna have 10 on the year or something like that. And then opposite him, Isaiah Ward, who they absolutely developed in a big way. Um, Isaiah Ward has been, uh, Isaiah Ward's been great. 6'5", 225, 230, obviously needs to continue to get bigger, but um, he's been able to set the edge and not only set the edge, he's been able to get a little bit of pressure on the quarterback, like to see a little bit more, but he's certainly been good. And then Deuce Davis, um, you know, Russell Davis' son, longtime NFL player, he is. Uh, he had a huge breakout performance against SC. He was big as well. I think there's a lot of. Um, I think there's a lot of. Uh, uh, there's a lot to like about all of them, right there. Um, now, uh, now defensively, then on the back end. It's become really, really good, and it's weird to say that. But Ephesians Price Sock at that corner spot has become kind of that lockdown number one corner that I think a lot of people hope that he would be. Opposite him, Takario Davis, six foot four, both six foot three, six foot four, both of them. There was always questions about how they were going to be as those, uh, you know, as those corners, as those boundary corners. Both of them have been more than good enough. And then safety-wise, Dalton Johnson has been kind of that stabilizer on the back end. Even Gunnar Maldonado, my bad Gunnar Maldonado, has been good uh, in coverage. 
the you watch these games and there's really nowhere for a lot of these quarterbacks to go with the ball. And that's why they're running around forever trying to find somebody. And I think you've got to give Dwayne Aquina a huge amount of credit on that one because you know, again, this is probably the most acclaimed defensive backs coach or one of them in college football history. Three Thorpe Award winners, uh, like 10, 11 first team AP All-Americans. You go on and on. He's been a great addition to the staff. Now, the uh, who is going to be the breakout performer, though, maybe in these last five games of the season? And what does that mean for them going forward? But eBay Motors eBay Motors, all right, you might be like me and say the right parts, the right fit, the right prices, ebaymotors.com, check it out. Now, again, you can cut out the middleman right here. You can go get the stuff yourself. You don't have to take somebody's word, some mechanic in a shop that you don't know, that some piece of equipment that's probably $150 is actually $1,500. You don't need to do any of that anymore ebaymotors.com the right pit the right parts the right fit the right prices ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers check it out it's on ebay there's a reason everybody's using it ebaymotors.com again cut out all the middleman all the nonsense don't take anybody else's word for it do it yourself check it out ebay motors all right who's that uh breakout performer gonna be for the U of A in the last four or five games of the season. And could that mean something going into next year? I'm going to say that Kevin Green, our guy Kevin Green, is going to be that dude. Now, remember, Kevin Green, ex-USC commit. Um, his his brother, uh, Michael Wright, played at Oregon. They all know, they know the entire, they know the entire uh, game right there. And he's a player that has just gotten open. Ever since he, uh, ever since he stepped foot on campus, he, you would be at you'd be at spring practice. Hey, who's that right there? Oh, well, it's Kevin Green, just getting open. And then he would do it in games, and or he would do it in scrimmages. Then then he really didn't hit the field. Once Noah Fafita takes over, Kevin Green starts to get some catches. Kevin Green starts to get some touches right there, and I think that's going to continue to happen. Quite frankly, as a matter of fact, I would be surprised if it didn't happen, um, because. Some listen at the wide receiver spot. Some players just have an innate ability to be able to get open. He's one of those dudes. He's not the biggest guy in the world. He's never going to be, but neither is Jacob Cowing. So, I mean, again, that kind of dispels that, uh, that entire uh, uh, thought process right there. But again, this dude, he just gets open. And there's something very much to be said about just always being able to get open. I think he's going to be a breakout guy. And I think next year he's going to be a starter. Um, opposite T-Mac, I think Kevin Green could be good for 800 yards, six, seven touchdowns, something like that. And not only something like that, um, I think we're also kind of at the point, too, where you start looking at some of these other receivers that we just talked about. Again, and A.J. Jones, Malachi Riley, we'll continue to find out about those. Now, a player that is going to break out next year, I believe, in a big way. We can't forget about, because again, I think he's a massive part of this future, is Kean Burnett. Kean Burnett, obviously big Chester Burnett's son, um, U of A royalty here. Kean Burnett was a high four-star kid committed to SC. He is, um, I think he's the leader in the clubhouse to replace Tanner McLaughlin after this season. Again, six foot four, 250 pounds. You can see why he was an SC commit. 
and why he was rated the way he was. He can catch the ball. He can run. He's big. He's physical. He's just young. He uh, he was the proverbial kid that just didn't really have a position coach in high school. So that was always going to be somewhat of a uh, an, an adaptation for him, I think, is probably the best way to put it. But um, two years in the system, two years working with tight ends coach, two years working on his blocking. And I think you're going to see a player that has some NFL potential there. But Kevin Green and Kean Burnett, two players that I think are really close to uh, being on that breakout scale right there. Now on the defensive side, I think even though he's been starting this year, I think Takario Davis can take that next step. Ephesians Price Hawks gotten a lot of love and deservedly so, but Takario Davis, um, the way that he's been able to overhaul his athleticism from a hip uh, from a hip uh, flip to uh, being able to run and move like a smaller man has been absolutely fantastic. I'm very excited to see what he can do right there. But overall, though, like we talked about, I mean, Jed Fish has done an amazing job bringing in better talent. If Arizona beats Oregon State this week, I think Arizona is probably going to be ranked. And Arizona hasn't been ranked in 10 years or nine years. That's how far back you have to go to find when Arizona football was ranked or when Arizona football was good. That's uh, that's where I think we're headed right there because all these players we talked about, almost all of them are young. Almost all of them are coming back. It's a really good time to be a University of Arizona Wildcats fan. It's always a good time to be a University of Arizona Wildcats fan, but especially right now. And again, big tip of the cap to Jed Fish. Coaches come in here all the time like Kevin Sumlin said, I'm going to recruit. I'm going to do it the right way, yada, yada, yada. And then they don't do it. And we've heard this song and dance forever. Jed Fish put together a staff of crack recruiters. And not only did he, was he able to do that, he was able to sell a vision right there. So again, tip of the cap to coach Jed Fish. All right. As always, thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats, making this your first listen of the day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.